And welcome back to the Prospect League Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and we'll get into the league standings. In the East Ohio River Valley Division, we have Johnstown with 9-5, and five, Chillicothe 8-9, and nine, West Virginia 5-12, and 12, and Champion City Kings with 3-9. and nine. West Virginia there has a five-game losing streak. In the East Wabash River Division, Lafayette Aviators are winning 14-2, Danville Dan 66, Rex 7-8, and Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp 5-9. In the West, the Great River Division, Quincy Gems 10-6, Clinton Lumber Kings 8-9, Normal Corn Belters 8-10, and Burlington Bees 7-9. In the West Prairie Land Division, Cape Catfish 10-6, O'Fallon Hoots 8-5, Alton River Dragons 8-8, and the Springfield Sliders 6-9. This quickly brings us to batting leaders. With our home run leaders, we have Jackson Jones with 16. He only needs four more to tie and five more to break that record, 20. Matt Shark from Quincy with 13. Patton Mills from West Virginia has 11. And Tanner Craig from Lafayette has 10. Batting average leaders. Chase Carney from the Kings has a 412 average. Gino D'Alessio from Quincy has 404. Ben Ross with Champion City Kings with 380. And Denver Blinn from West Virginia with a 379. Denver Blinn has been injured and has decided to take his recovery home. So we wish Denver Blinn a speedy recovery. For RBI leaders, we have Matt Shark with Quincy with 57. And Matt Shark, I think he only has six to break that record. Very doable. That can happen in one game. Jackson Jones of Burlington has 46. Pat Mills from West Virginia has 44. Denver Blinn from West Virginia had 42. Trevor Johnson from Lafayette had 37. And Kent Razor of Chillicothe with 37. Now we can go over our pitching leaders. In our wins category, we have Ryan Ironman, which is interesting about this is that the record is eight and he has seven. So one more to tie it and two to break it. Adam Stilts with Alton with six. Garrett Langrell from Burlington has five. Noah Berkeley from Cape has five. And Tanner Solomon from Lafayette has five. Strikeout leaders, Ryan Ironman has 92. He only needs 16 more to break that record. Ryan Miller of Clinton with 57. McLean Harris from Burlington has 55. Jake Miller of Champion City Kings with 52, Hayden Birdsong from Danville with 50, and Mark Edinburn from Johnstown with 50. ERA leaders, Ryan Ironman with 1.68, Jake Miller of Champion City Kings with 2.84, McLean Harris from Burlington has a 2.96, Patrick Dunn with Danville with a 2.97, and Adam Stilts with Alton with a 3.11. Ryan Ironman now leads all three categories of pitching leaders. I don't think anybody is surprised about any of that, considering how well his, uh, his season has been going here in the Prospect League. Now, coming up, we have an interview with Jackson Jones. He's an infielder with Burlington, and uh, he's a junior with the Young Harris College, and he currently has a 15% strikeout rate, which is lower than MLB average. He has an average of 339, and he's also leading in the categories of games, home runs, and doubles. As of right now, he's on pace to break two of those records. One is slugging, which he's already broken. However, he needs to finish out the rest of the season, and we'll see how he places. The other one is home runs, which I have mentioned, where he has 16 home runs right now, where 20 is the record. He only needs five more to break that and four to tie it. So that's coming up. So during our interview, uh, there was a there was something that was brought up as to why he does something with his routine. And it involves a child being sick. And so I kind of get choked up. I have two young, small children. Uh, and, you know, being a dad, it, things kind of hit you a little different, not, differently. And I did not expect that to be brought up 
and I did not expect his answer to be that. Um, because I was asking, you know, hey, do you have any routines or anything that you do while in the batting stance or in the batter's box? And so I apologize for me being choked up. That was real life, and I think I'm going to include it into the podcast here. So uh, a little bit of real life here, and if you are sensitive to things like that, then I would suggest you skip about the first half of the interview. It's a 10-minute interview, and so you can skip ahead a couple minutes. So we'll be right back on the other side of this break with that interview. Thank you for sticking around. Today we're talking to Jackson Jones. He's an infielder for the Burlington Bees, and he's a junior at the Young Harris College. He currently has a 15% strikeout rate, which is lower than the MLB average. He has an average of 339, and he's leading the league in games, home runs, and doubles. He's also on pace to break two of the prospect league records at the moment. Uh, yeah, so I started playing probably when I was like four or five years old. Um, and uh, been, been at Young Harris College for the past, five years up to going into my sixth year this uh, upcoming year and uh, I've had a lot of fun I enjoyed my career so far and I've uh, really been enjoying the summer with the growing seas had a lot of fun so far met a lot of good guys so it's been a good time so far so is playing baseball something you wanted to do professionally or do you have a career on uh, backup um I would definitely love to play professional baseball uh, if it was an option for me that's definitely been my dream my entire life is to get to the highest level that I possibly can. Um, I mean, I do have a, a career in mind if, if, if baseball doesn't work out for me, but I would definitely love to take it as far as I can. What is that career? Uh, I plan on uh, coaching baseball either in high school or in college uh, and possibly becoming a high school teacher as well. Great. What's, what subject would you teach? Probably, most likely history. I uh, have a degree in history right now from college, so uh, that's most likely what I would stick with in my teaching career, too. That's awesome. I'm a uh, historic preservation major, so okay. so history runs in my blood as well. So, <laughs> Who are some of the people you look up to for your baseball play? Do you have any like coaches or your dad or somebody like that that you look up to? Yeah, definitely. Um, my dad has helped me out um, a tremendous amount in my entire baseball career. He's been my coach pretty much ever since I started playing the game. He's always helped me out a lot, uh, teaching me the game and everything that I know about the game. So I, I owe a lot of my success to him. Um, and, you know, most recently, I, it's kind of weird to say, but my little brother has had some success playing the game, and I've been able to pick his brain a little bit too and kind of learn some things from him because he's been doing well, and I've been able to build my game around what he's doing as well. I think it's funny you say that because my, my little brother was actually way better than I was in baseball. I couldn't see the ball for anything, you know. And then I found out I needed glasses. But he was on a couple of the regional all-star teams, you know, when we were little. But uh, right. I thought it was funny that you said that. Do you have any – I'm looking here at your, like, your strikeout rate and uh, your home runs and whatnot. Do you have anything that helps you, like a superstition? I know that that's kind of funny 
that uh, when we look at, you know, baseball's past, we look at, like, Turk Wendell, who used to, like, brush his teeth between every inning or, like, jump jump over the third base line. Do you do anything that helps you, like, get into your routine? Uh, I wouldn't say that I really have any big superstitions, but I definitely have. I mean, every day we try to stick to the same routine, me and the uh, two guys that I live with, which are uh, Rome Wallace and McLean Harris. We'll go, we'll go work out in the morning and then grab a bite to eat and head to the ballpark and get a little early work in. Uh, before the game and we just try to stick to that routine every day uh, when we can it might be a little bit harder on days that we have uh, away games Um, but then during the game there's nothing really crazy I mean I have a little routine I do when I go up the plate Uh, I always draw number three um, in the dirt before I step in the box but other than that there's nothing really crazy that I do well, that's definitely a, a, a routine there, especially with the number. That kind of reminds me of things like Joe McEwing or uh, Nomar Garcia-Para, who used to take, it seemed like, a minute and a half to just get ready for each pitch, you know, with uh, checking the jersey, checking your change, checking your gloves, undoing the gloves two or three times like uh, Garcia-Para used to do. Yeah, we had a um, – my family was very good friends with another family. My brother grew up playing with um, one of their sons, and they had a son that passed away at the age of nine years old. Um, from cancer, uh, and he always wore the number three whenever he played baseball. So I've, for about three years now, uh, been drawing a number three before I step in the batter's box just to pay my respects to them. And um, so, wow, <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely something to do, uh, and that's an amazing thing that you're doing there, honoring uh, the young kid there. Um, I'm actually kind of speechless. <laughs> Give me a minute. It kind of hits you hard. It kind of hits you different when you've got kids, you know, and I know you're what, you're a little younger than I am. I'm 30, but uh, that kind of hit me a little different when you said that, you know? Yeah, it was, it was a tough time. I mean, my, like I said, my family was really good friends with them. My dad was very good friends with um, their father. And so, you know, it, it was kind of tough for all of us because he was such a great kid and it was a great family and something that was very unexpected and, Nobody really knew how to handle it, but I mean, I try to give as much support and as I can to the family. And you know, uh, I think continuing to honor their son's memory by drawing the three is something that they appreciate, and I think it's something that has helped with my success uh, in these past few years. That's amazing, man! It really is. I mean, I'm, I'm looking here at your stats in the prospect league, and you're in, in the top in a couple of different categories. I don't know if you're even aware of that or not, but you're very close to breaking two records. If you keep up your stats and the way you're going, you have two records that are extremely close. Do you even pay attention to things like that? I know I've talked to Ryan Ironman, who is extremely close to the strikeout record, and uh, he was, you know, didn't even had no idea. However, he wanted to know. Is that something that that you keep up with? Do you look at your stats every day? I know some guys do, some guys don't. Uh, I I wouldn't say that I really check them every day. I, I've, I've checked them a few times just because I kind of struggled a little bit during the our college season. I didn't quite do as well at it as I hoped I would. So I kind of paid a little bit more attention to them during the summer just so I could kind of keep track of my progress and keep track of you know if I was getting better throughout the summer or not. Um, I had no idea about any records that I was getting close to until I know our hitting coach uh, told told me a few days ago about the home run record that I was catching up to. But other than that, I, I had no idea about it. 
at the moment, you're four home runs away from tying the record, which is 20. And I believe that record was set in 2012 by a Chillicothe Paints player. Uh, and then also, as of right now, you're above the uh, slugging percentage record. So you've blown that away by about 20%. And if you keep going how you're going, you will break that record. Um, as of right now, you have. So I didn't even know if you were even had any idea of that or if you were even, even close to being aware of those two things. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't. I found out about the home run uh, record a few days ago, but I did not know about the slugging percentage record. We had Rob Westheyer, who was with the, uh, I believe, the Rex, and he was on pace to do it as well. Uh, and then you had a week was a last week where you hit five home runs or four home runs, and you went past yeah. them. Uh, you had an amazing week that week, uh, just in your power hitting. I'm looking here. You're also the league leader in doubles, and I don't know if you knew that as well. I did not know that. Whatever you done over the summer, I don't know if that's a coach here with the prospect league, or if you tweaked your swinging or something. But you're definitely your eye has been phenomenal as well as your power. Yeah, um, you know, after the school ball ended, I had a couple weeks that I was home where I was able to kind of get in the cages and work a little bit and kind of refine my swing and make some tweaks to it. So uh, I think those two weeks off before I came up here really helped kind of change. Uh, my swing for the better and prepared me for uh, the summer. It's funny how just a little bit of a tweak can uh, do so much for you. Uh, just for an example, Adolis Garcia for the Rangers, he's a first time all-star. However, he's turned his game completely around from what he was with the Cardinals. He couldn't hit at all. And then this year he's what he's going to be rookie of the year, most likely just for his power hitting. It's funny just how like a little bit of a switch of your elbow or your knee or, you know, uh, sitting back a little bit further can change so much, you know, for a player. Yeah, and you know, kind of going back to what I said earlier, I, I kind of modeled the way I've been hitting this summer, or at least my swing after the way my brother swings. He's been able, he's been fortunate to kind of uh, be around some big league guys this past year and pick up on some things that they've told him, and he's kind of relayed the messages to me as well. So I've kind of been able to pick up on what he's doing and kind of model my own swing around what he's doing as well. So that's helped me out a lot. Well, that definitely, yeah, definitely it's helped you out there. And I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at the rest of the season with you here. Uh, we have a couple rapid fire round questions here. They're just fun little things. We started the Ryan Ironman uh, last time, and I think I'm going to continue these on to the next couple of podcasts. Uh, number one, who's, okay. your, who's your favorite major league player? Um, I, I'm from Atlanta and I love the Braves, so I'm probably gonna have to go with Freddie Freeman. Uh, I think he's a great dude. I really love the way he plays the game. Future Hall of Famer, no doubt. For sure. So I'm going to assume that your favorite MLB team is the Braves as well. That is correct. (laughs) Do you have walk-up music? Uh, I do have a walk-up song. It's called They Know, uh, by Shoddy Lowe, and... It was actually a song that Dansby Swanson used as one of his walk-up songs for the Braves, and I just liked it, so that's what I picked. You're loyal to the tribe. <laughs> yep. What's your favorite Prospect League ballpark? We had somebody say, um, I believe it was the Aviators. Yeah, um, honestly, I like I love playing a community field here in Burlington. I think that's probably my favorite, the favorite place that we've played so far, and I know that kind of sounds biased because it's our home field, but um, it's just a great atmosphere uh it's a really nice facility they've taken really good care of it and the community always comes out and supports us so it's been a lot of fun playing here and lastly here who's your favorite team to face i'm looking at your stats and it looks like it's clinton yeah i was gonna say probably a clinton clinton or normal um but you know we play clinton and normal 
close probably the most out of any team that we've played so far. And you play the, those teams over and over again, and you kind of get to know the players on the other team and build some friendships. So I think Clinton and Normal probably. Man, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I hope you all the best in your career, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I want to apologize to everybody. I was a little sick yesterday and the day before. I'm recording this on Monday, and usually I have these these episodes out Monday at noon, at 12.05, as well as the Prairie Farmers Milk Pitcher of the Week and the Slugger of the Week. So I apologize for being a little bit late on that. So we'll go over the awards right now. Prospect League's Prairie Farmers Milk Pitcher of the Week. That is Justin Dyfen back, and I apologize if I said that wrong, which I probably did. He's a pitcher with Chillicothe, and he goes to Keene University. He's put up a great week with the paints, according to Point Streak. He made one start and appeared in one game. He picked up the win in that game while throwing seven innings. This game was a seven-inning complete game shutout, by the way. He's one of only like three guys who have pitched shutouts this year. During the week, he struck out five batters and gave up three hits in one walk. His ERA for the week was 0.0. Now, the Prospect League and the Prospect League podcast would also like to announce the Prospect League podcast slugger of the week, Caleb Hanna's. He plays for Rex, and he also went to Valparaiso University. He put up stellar numbers for the Rex over the past week. He hit 555. He had five runs, eight hits, two doubles, and three RBIs. He's played in three games and had 15 at-bats to do damage against the opposing teams, striking out only one time. So congratulations to Mr. Diefenbach and Mr. Hannes on their terrific seventh week of the 2021 Prospect League season. Now, as everybody knows, we were trying. I was trying to post these live as the MLB draft was going. It was almost impossible to figure out if these guys had played for the league or not due to just how uh, stats and things are kept through the website and through point streak. And so I was doing this live time. You know, there was rounds where it was only like 30 seconds in between each player and some rounds were like two minutes between each player. So it was hard for me going through these. However, I think we have a complete set here of guys who were drafted in the 2021 MLB draft that have played for the prospect league. And I may have missed a couple, and if I have, please email me at ryanatprospectleague.com, and I will add those to the list here. So first off, in the first round, drafted number 20 overall for the New York Yankees, we had Trey Sweeney. Now, he just signed with the Yankees as well, I believe, today for a little over $3 million. So congratulations to Trey Sweeney. These are just a couple of his uh, accomplishments as well as the Prospect League stats that he had. So he's a redshirt sophomore from Eastern Illinois University. He's a 2021 first-team All-American, Baseball America, Perfect Game, and ABCA. 2021 third-team All-American from the NCBWA. 2021 first-team All-Region, 2021 Ohio Valley Conference Player of the Year, first-team All-OVC. 2021 Co-SIDA at Academic All-District 5. I don't know what some of these things are. I apologize. 20, he was a 2019 Prospect League All-Star. In 2019, he played for the Lafayette Aviators. He had 53 games, 59 runs, 76 hits, 11 doubles, 2 triples, 7 home runs, 42 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and he had a whopping 357 average. Drafted round 3, pick number 96 was the Atlanta Braves' Dylan Dodd. He's a senior at Southeast Missouri State University. 
He was a 2021 Ohio Valley Conference Pitcher of the Year. He was a 2021 All-American as well. He played in the 2018 Hannibal Hoots, which is now the O'Fallon Hoots. Played eight games, four wins, one loss, a 2.84 ERA. He had a 44.1 innings pitch, 60 Ks, and seven walks. Round six, pick 176 from San Francisco Giants, Seth Lonsway. He was touted by MLB.com as having the best curveball of all of the draftees from 2021. He's a redshirt junior from Ohio State. He was a 2021 team captain. 2021 led the team with, with 98 strikeouts and 68 innings. 2021, he was 20th in the nation for strikeouts per nine innings. In 2018, he didn't have a great year for us. He had seven games, one win, two losses, and a 7.04 ERA. And in uh, another interesting fact about Mr. Lonsway, July 16, 2018, along with Jonathan John, tossed the first no-hitter in Champion City Kings history. Round six pick 182 by the Toronto Blue Jays, Hayden Younger. He was a junior from Missouri State University. He was signed by the Quincy Gems in the 2020 season, but due to COVID, the league didn't have any games. So he would have been part of the, the prospect league, but we went ahead and added him anyway since he was signed with the Gems. Round seven pick 221, Tampa Bay Rays, Logan Workman. He was a redshirt junior from Lee University. In 2018, he played for the West Virginia Miners. He had 18 games, three wins, one loss, a 6.96 ERA, 31 innings pitched, 34 Ks, and 25 walks. Round 10, pick 305 for the Chicago White Sox. Tommy Summer, he's a junior from Indiana University. And in 2019, he played partially for Terre Haute Rex. He had one win, one loss with a 3.73 ERA with a 21.2 innings pitched, 31 Ks, and 7 walks. Round 11, pick 322 for the New York Mets, Rowdy Jordan. He's a senior from Mississippi State University. He led the teams in hits, stolen bases, he tied for team lead in runs scored, and he ranked number two on the team with walks. He played for the 2017 Rex. He appeared in 17 games. He had 61 at-bats, 12 runs, 19 hits, four doubles, one home run, 13 RBIs, one stolen base, and a 3.11 average. Round 12, pick 365. For the Chicago White Sox, we had Johnny Ray. He's a senior with TCU, the Texas Christian University. And in 2018, he played for Danville. He had one win, one loss, a 2.34 ERA, 15.1 innings pitched, 16 Ks, and seven walks. And last year, we had round 13, pick 388 for the Houston Astros, Kobe Cato. He's a sophomore for the University of Arizona. This year, he had a 350 average. He cleared 63 games, 226 at-bats, 58 runs, 79 hits, 16 doubles, 4 triples, and a home run. However, in 2018, he played for the Danville Dans. He had three games, 13 at-bats, two runs, four hits, two RBIs, one walk, one stolen base, and he had a 308 average. So congratulations to all of our Prospect League alumni for being drafted. We wish you the best with your future in Major League Baseball. We've only got a couple more weeks left of the Prospect League until we get to our championships. We've had an amazing season. We've had several guys get very close to breaking records, and they may break those records. And with that, we'll wrap things up, and I appreciate you sticking around and catching me a little bit later in the week. We'll see you at the ballpark. Thanks for listening.